Welcome in to a quick timeout podcast. Today's guest is Coach Donnie Jones of Stetson University. Coach Jones just finished up his first season there at Stetson. Prior to his time with the Hatters, Coach served as an assistant on Billy Donovan's Florida Gators National Championship teams. He also led multiple programs to 21 seasons, even spent some time in the NBA as a scout for Doc Rivers' L.A. Clippers team. Coach Jones has the reputation of rejuvenating programs, and today you'll hear why he's so great at doing just that. I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Coach Donnie Jones. We're privileged to have today joining us on the podcast, Coach Donnie Jones of Stetson University. Coach, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. No, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. We all have a little extra time on our hands these days, so did I see that you and your son kind of spent some time going back and watching those old Florida Gators championship runs? <laughs> we sure did. You know, we're looking for our own March Madness right now, like a lot of us are. And, uh, we're used to watching basketball. i got two TVs in my living room and one on the right side of the wall and the other on the left side. And We're usually watching two games at a time, but now all we can get is replays. And so we decided, you know what? I'd never watch the championship runs because when you're in them, you never watch them. Right. So, and I moved on and got another job and all that ended. So he says, dad, let's watch that 2006 national championship game. So we relived that moment together, which was pretty cool because I'd never watched it other from the sidelines uh, while I was coaching there. What made that group of players so special? Yeah, you know what? It was uh, unique, and I felt it. Uh, it's amazing, uh, although that's been 14 years ago uh, for that one to be exact. Uh, the the group of guys that uh, was there, you could see it on the floor. Obviously, I had a different look knowing every uh, moment uh, that was involved with every one of those kids and the experiences of watching them, but the love uh, they had for each other. You know, we talk about love and connection. Those guys tr- truly generally cared about each other. They respected each other. Uh, they were great competitors with each other. Uh, obviously, you know, Coach Diamond done a great job of, of what he preaches every day in his culture, from being self, selfless to being a servant, uh, to not caring who gets the credit, uh, to doing what's best for the team, uh, all those things that you, know, you hear people talk about. But, but it was definitely magic in a bottle with that group. Uh, the same guys did it back-to-back, but guys played with incredible intensity and unselfishness uh, in watching them. Was it difficult that second year to keep them focused, or were they just the kind of kids that it, it wasn't that hard to do? Well, there's always difficulty. Uh, anytime, uh, just like adversity, uh, you know, when you have success, it requires uh, a different focus because it's a monster as well. It's poison to the soul if you don't handle it right. And so with that, uh, with prosperity comes a lot of opportunity. And it's easy for us to all start thinking when that comes and you hadn't had it before, um, how do we handle that? And so there was a lot of different uh, challenges involved with that. I could give you about 10 podcasts on that, mm-hmm. but uh, to sum it up in so many words there, it's just uh, there were a lot of a focus in the things we had to fight every day and keep them what we called in the moment with the things that we approached that year as the challenges and the path to the mountaintop was much, much more difficult than being the hunter uh, to climb up the mountain chasing people. I'd like to ask you a little bit more about your recruiting there at Stetson a little bit later on, but for these guys, was were those characteristics that you just mentioned, were those things that you were able to identify? I know you did a lot of the recruiting there at Florida. Did you see that in them when you were watching them in high school? Yeah, we did. Yeah, We talked about that a lot. It's, it's what fits here uh, and, and what place for Billy. Uh, and, and we talked about uh, 
the uh, things that, that, you know, obviously I was with Billy 13 years, so I knew what played for him. But we got pass. We love having talent. Obviously, that's the greatest uh, separation of anything. But we really talked about, you know, the qualities, the DNA of the player. And, and, and we really mapped those out, and we really went after those. So with that, obviously it takes time because there's a lot of questioning, a lot of things that are involved to, to get that information. So from Florida, you go on to Marshall and turn that into a 20-win program, and same at UCF. You spend some time with the Clippers, a year at Wichita State, and then you end up at Dayton. What was it like going back and, and working with Coach Anthony Grant? Yeah, Anthony Grant, well, he's – it's uh, different for me because he's one of my best friends. Uh, I love him like a brother. Uh, we started together at Marshall two years there, and we spent 10 years there at Florida together. Uh, the last year after 2006, he went on to VCU to be a head coach. But uh, my love for him, uh, not only as a coach, but as a person, we have a lot of the same values. And So working with him was what a joy. I'd always worked beside him, and I felt like I was still working beside him. But to watch his leadership and to watch his vision and and uh, how he was building that team. Uh, I knew this year, uh, did I know they'd be top five in the country? No, no one knows that. It's so hard to do. But I knew they had unique chemistry uh, based on his leadership and what he was doing and, and the mission. A lot of the same qualities that we learned at Florida under Billy and his leadership, uh, he, he really exemplified those uh, in his process. What was it like watching Dayton and the success that they had this year, knowing so many of those guys and knowing Coach Grant? Yeah, it was so, it was so uh, rewarding especially for my family as well, because we know the wives and the coaches and everybody's involved. And we, we know it all starts with culture uh, and, and great people. And these are great kids that were committed, a lot of sacrifice. Every day was a, was a purpose-driven day. And uh, to sit and watch that and to see them have success, uh, it was as joyful as anything I've watched uh, from afar on a team in, uh, in my life. Basically a year ago, probably, I don't know when exactly they contacted you, but Stetson calls, and then you agree to be the head coach there. If you could describe this year in one word, what would it be? i tell you what, that's, that's, that's pretty easy. Rewarding. Uh, one of the most rewarding years. Uh, coached for 31 years and obviously cut down the nets on Monday night uh, twice. But this year was as rewarding as being with a group of guys that the unknown that I've been a part of. For those who have followed your career, probably this past season wasn't necessarily surprising. Did you have a kind of a checklist in mind for changing things around when you arrived there on campus? I did. I think every time you come in, you got a blueprint uh, of what you've seen. Uh, it's my third time being a head coach at a new program. I felt every time I've taken over, it's been a, a rebuild. Uh, so you either come in taken over from a very successful guy who's won. Uh, but every time I've followed, it's been a change because they hadn't had success. So coming in, so it was really just to, to breathe life and to uh, be able to come in and, and be able to change a culture and, uh, and to do that you know, over my years, and especially in reflecting and leadership and different things, building programs. It's always been something I've taken great, great pride in doing. And, and in doing that, you know, we, we talked about you know, certain things that – that we wanted to do, the 10 steps I felt to build it. Would you like me to share those with you? Absolutely. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. First thing is evaluate. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. And you're evaluating everything when you walk through the door. Uh, first of all, you're evaluating your staff, uh, who the people that's going to be lined up with you, value-driven, uh, who's going to give you uh, the gaps that you need to fill, uh, the things that maybe is not your strength, uh, who are they going to be the people who can – represent you uh, off the floor, on the floor, as staff, uh, 
who's going to be able to be have the same uh, values and aspect of uh, humility and coachability and growth mindset, or who are guys you're going to be able to share the message because you can't do it by yourself. Then you got to evaluate the players. Uh, it's important. The people that's here, uh, you got to get to know them. Make sure you spend the time with them off the floor, on the floor, interviewing the teachers, interviewing the people uh, that's been here in this culture with what their performance has been, and just see, you know, who is who's committed and bought in to what you're trying to move forward with as as you start it. Uh, second thing we talked about is obviously staff uh, in evaluating that. Third thing, just building trust. Uh, I think that's an important ingredient. Uh, once you've evaluated and added your staff, now you got to be able to add value to them every day. And I think it's uh, it's about building trust with your staff and your players. Uh, I think the fourth thing was creating standards. Uh, uh, you don't know what you don't know, and I think uh, you got to be able to to create the standards of what you want. You're selling your program to your staff. And remember, I keep saying staff as well as players because it's important each and every day. Next thing is accountability. Uh, Always the leader's job in the organization is to set the expectations, I think, and demand it daily. And that's so important, you know, with accountability uh, for them. Uh, Develop competence. I mean, that's feedback. I think it's important, Uh, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, You know, what's the, the plan with it? And uh, I think to be able to, to, from them, to make sure it's not what you know, it's important that they know what you teach. Next thing is promote teamwork. I think it's so important that you've got to be able to promote teamwork with the things you're doing uh, every day, with uh, not only on the floor but off the floor. Uh, I think you're establishing trust uh, with clarity and discipline uh, while you're doing that. Eight things challenge. Uh, the success of many great teams is just how you challenge them every day. Uh, and that's you know how you challenge them academically, how you challenge them off the floor to to become better teammates, how you challenge them in competition on the floor uh, is vital. Uh, number nine, speed example. Obviously, leadership, so, you know, everything rises and falls on it. Uh, I know how important that is, uh, but you can't be a leader if nobody's following you. And I think you got to be the example of your staff and how you lead daily, you know, with your actions and your consistent behavior how they're going to follow you. And last but not least is recognition. Not for myself, but your team. they got to receive recognition. Uh, I think it's important for the spirit of each kid as well as the team when they're striving for excellence that we recognize them. So, you know, the kids today, the millennials, and, you know, i got young children and older children in my house as well. And I know that each day they're looking for acceptance. could be 15, 20 seconds. They're always wanting to know feedback-wise because that's how they're program of recognition or something uh, of how we feel about them. So I think that's so important. And sometimes as coaches, we only focus on the mistakes. We don't always focus on the good things they do, and they need to hear that as well. So that's the 10 things that I kind of look at when I walk in and take a program that I put together that I think has been a good blueprint for me. I know a lot of coaches have checklists like that or at least have lists of things, but I would say or I would guess that that's something that you – have been consistent in just simply because the the buy-in that you get from your staff and your players. Would you agree with that? I mean, it, it just seems like, and again, you know, uh, we talked a little bit about this before the show started, but someone who's a friend of mine and who's been on the podcast before, Andrew Wingreen works there, and he's mentioned this. And if you just watch your teams play, they play so hard. Would you say that those things are the, the, the keys to getting your players and even your staff to buy in so quickly? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's day-to-day, uh, what it requires. Uh, you know, I, I think anytime you, you provide an atmosphere for them to grow in, uh, 
um, you know, I'm a positive coach and obviously we demand and uh, we encourage. And I think there's going to be uh, accountability. There's a lot of things in there. You know, when you talk about your cultures and values, I think, you know, how, how we serve them, um, you know, how we, how we coach with passion, how we build trust. I think all those things is, is the buy-in. And I think so that's the key with anything. It's how you get your players to buy in. And, and it's just not your knowledge. That's one part of it. But it's also they got to know you care. I mean, nobody cares how much you know till they know how much you care. And it's it's a great comment, and I've always been a big believer of that in relationships and and, and players uh, in having success with them. You mentioned culture, and I've heard you speak about the DNA of good culture. If this isn't putting you on the spot, would you mind kind of going through some of that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the, the DNA of a good culture is, uh, you know, is is a lot of things. Uh, you know, I got humility. Number one, I think it's important that we're all humble. Uh, and how we approach things, uh, how we handle success, how we handle defeat. Uh, I think servanthood, I think being a servant leader is, is valuable, being a great teammate, but also as a coach, uh, being able to find ways to, to not only demand from them, but also serve them. That's not, not giving me an easy way out, but that's just to let them know I care about them. You know, love, care, and, and uh, serve are important qualities, I think, in servanthood. Uh, I think unity is another important culture and value for us as it's how we become together as a group, uh, as a staff. It starts with us. Uh, players can tell if your staff's on on uh, cue or, or body in with passion. Uh, next one is passion. I mean, what's your intensity? What's your what's your passion every day? Uh, with how you approach it, winning or losing, are you consistent? Uh, how we build trust. Uh, I think that's another important culture value is how we're building trust each day. Uh, the other one's thankfulness. Uh, just being grateful and thankful for what we do. Uh, accountabilities, you know, how we measure that every day and, and holding players accountable that not only we recognize the mistakes, but how are we teaching you to fix those? Um, your work ethic, character, and I think last but not least, communication, I would say is a big one for me, is, is how we communicate. Uh, and that's every day uh, with words, text, body language, uh, everything in communication is, is valuable with how we continue to grow uh, as a team. As you do continue to grow that program there and you assess things maybe for next season, what would you say are one or two areas that you're focusing on to take steps into the next level? Yeah, yeah. Well, I say now as we move to the off season, it becomes more, uh, you know, we're still adding probably five or six new players to this team. You know, we're still in the process of building our culture. I think we've established uh, uh, of who we are and what we want to do. And now we have some guys that's been in the program and, and they see what's expected. They've tasted success at moments throughout the year. Uh, they'll be much better leaders and teachers, I hope, for the new kids coming in. Uh, I think we've added some more depth, uh, which was key for this program, because uh, you can get better uh, in practice every day uh, when you have depth. Uh, but I think uh, probably the biggest thing for us now is just studying how to how to be consistent, you know, we're a program that hasn't had a lot of success for many, many years. And now that we've tasted it, you know, we don't want to be a one year, uh, you know, winner. We want to be able to be a consistent team that builds upon the foundation. And, and I think all those things we're talking about is what we got to continue to, to uh, represent and demand and strive for every day. Without giving away any of your secrets, how have things changed recruiting wise for you during this kind of semi quarantine time? <laughs> well, I think more importantly, uh, you know, we've been fortunate. A lot of our kids uh, were all set at this point uh, for next year. So okay. we returned our top six 
six or seven guys, six guys, and then we have added uh, six guys. So for us, you know, our focus has been a lot on 2021. 20, uh, we may have one more opening here uh, possibly for this year, but we always, you know, recruit in case we do. And uh, But it's been good. You know what? Most of these kids, uh, these millennials, uh, uh, they communicate by phone, text message, and social media. So we got to be innovative in how we continue to approach that. We've met on that a lot here daily. How we stay in touch with our players that are here now. Uh, communication. I think any time that uh, there's no communication, negativity creeps in. That's just life. So it's important for us to be able to constantly uh, communicate and build trust on a daily basis. Lastly, I'm asking this of all of our guests during this time where you got a little extra time on your hand, but is there anything specific you're focusing on to either better yourself or your program? Yeah, uh, there's, there's a lot of things. Uh, I think the, the most important thing for us, we're, we're focusing on the, what we did this past season through film breakdown. Uh, two, we're focusing on how we can continue to improve our players uh, from a remote location. Yeah, how can we do that online? How can we do that through Zoom? Uh, how can we do that just like they're learning uh, with their classes? Uh, and I think the third thing is it's a great opportunity for us uh, as coaches to grow ourselves uh, spiritually uh, as well as uh, from a leadership standpoint, how do we grow ourselves to be able to grow others? That's Coach Donnie Jones of Stetson University. Coach, every time I hear you speak, I learn a whole lot. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Uh, it's an honor to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity. A quick timeout podcast is brought to you by 323 Sports. If you're looking for a team dealer with great prices, top-of-the-line apparel, and second-to-none customer service, then 323 Sports has to be your choice. 323 Sports will do it right for you and your sports program. Visit 323sports.com or contact sales at 323sports.com to get in contact with a team rep today. Just really quickly, if you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other platforms so your show actually gets heard. You can even make money from your podcast no matter the size of your audience. It really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again at the next time out.